0: Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, master's in exercise science and minor in reality, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I took a look at the top four searched for diet plans of 2022 and looked at the pros and cons of each of those so that you could decide which ones of those would work for you. This week, I have a topic that was submitted by a listener that is a a fantastic question. What about weight loss plateaus? What causes them and what do you do about them? First, let's define a plateau. A plateau is if you're trying to lose weight, you haven't lost any weight for one month. If it's two weeks, if it's three weeks, three and a half weeks, that's not a plateau. It takes a full month, and the reason for that is your water weight fluctuates a lot, and the more uh, fat-free mass, the more muscle you've got, the more your water weight bounces around. So, because of the, the changes in water weight that's possible in your body, it takes a full month to determine if you are at a plateau. Now, unfortunately, plateaus are very common simply because our bodies are designed not to starve so they want to store as much energy as possible just in case there's a famine and the best way for our bodies to store energy is fat so although we want to get rid of it our bodies actually love fat and want to add more of it and they're going to protect it just like you'd protect your savings so it's really tough to get your body to give up fat so when you start um reducing the number of calories that you have when you get your energy balance in a negative which means you're burning more calories than you're taking in first thing that happens is your appetite goes up and we'll talk about that later the next thing that happens is you start using your other energy stores and one of the big things your body will do is it'll start to burn up your muscle it'll start to actually eat your muscles Because muscles take a lot of energy to maintain, so they'll burn the muscles up before they start to burn on the fat, simply because it will cut down your metabolism and you'll be able to save your fat for longer. So knowing this, let's look at a few of the reasons behind plateaus. First one, and this is not uh, extremely common, but it is kind of too... You started your diet, you cut way back on your carbs because everybody knows, even though it's not true, everybody knows that if you eat carbs, you're going to be fat. So you cut back your carbs and your body burns up the glycogen. You didn't actually go into a calorie deficit, you just burn up all your glycogen. As I said two weeks ago, you've got about 14 pounds of water and glycogen combined together you burn up your glycogen you lose 14 pounds you feel really good about it and then your weight loss just stops the reason your weight loss stops is because you weren't in a calorie deficit to start with you're just in a carbohydrate deficit the next reason is okay you lost your muscle mass you lowered your metabolism your you did cut back you were in a calorie deficit but whenever you go into a metabolism deficit then your energy expenditure becomes equal again and you stop losing weight. But the most likely plan is that you're eating more than you realize. You, your hunger level went up. You're eating just a little bit more. A lot of those sneaky calories are coming in. You think you ate a tablespoonful of peanut butter. You ate three tablespoons full of peanut butter, that kind of thing. So your portion sizes start to gradually increase because you're hungry and because of that, you hit a plateau because you're taking in more calories. However, no matter which one of these is the cause of the plateau, the solution to the plateau is the same every time. You've got to get back into energy deficit. You've got to eat fewer calories than you burn. So, how do you do that? Well, the, one of the ways if you're having trouble eating less is to increase the calories going out. You can bump up your exercise intensity um, to where you're burning a couple hundred more calories by exercising. You can exercise more times during the week if you want to lose fat you really, really, really need to be doing resistance training. You need to be doing some weightlifting that will preserve your muscle mass so that the muscle and keep your metabolism up so that the muscles will want to burn some of those extra calories. Now, when I said if you want to lose fat, if you add more muscle, muscle has more water in it than uh, fat does, so it weighs a little bit more per cubic inch, so... You might be losing size, but still be gaining a little bit of weight. So that's a a little tricky thing that you have to look out for. Because some people, they start lifting weights. They go, oh my gosh, I'm putting on weight. But if you look, your pants are fitting looser. So you're reaching your overall goal. So I also suggest if you're trying to diet and trying to lose weight, maybe using a tape measure. Um, Measure around a couple of spots, a couple of your problem spots, and track that. In addition to your weight loss, because if you're doing the right amount of exercise and you're doing some uh, resistance training, chances are you will balance out a little bit as far as the scale goes, but you'll still be losing the fat that you wanted rid of. If you don't have time to exercise anymore, if you just can't squeeze anymore into your schedule, try to increase the amount you just moved during the day. You get in more steps. If you've got a step counter and you've been getting in... 10,000 steps a day, try to get in 12,000 steps a day. That'll burn an extra 100 calories. So increase the amount you fidget when you're sitting at your desk and those things will add up and burn some more calories. Now, as far as the energy in... Pay attention to your portion sizes. Most of us underreport the amount that we are actually eating. You, know, you think you ate a, uh, one serving and you ate two, so that makes it more difficult. You may need to measure stuff. You may need to get a scale and a measuring cup, and whenever you're serving your plate, if it says you need a cup of this, put it in a cup and dump it out on your plate and see if that's one serving. If it says this many grams of chicken, you can throw it on the scale and see if you're eating that many grams of chicken. So you'll have some idea how much you are actually eating. Well, then if you're eating the amount that you're supposed to be eating and you're still just starving to death, you're hangry all day, you're snipping at people, you just can't stand it, that is not going to be maintainable. I mean, you can, you could probably hold on for that for a few months and lose some weight but as we've talked about, the hunger stays high for a while after this, maybe even two years. So to maintain the weight loss, you're gonna have to do this in a way that you can continue for a long time, even though you know, you'll cut the deficit out, but you don't want to go back to a surplus. So if hunger's killing your effort, um, try, Increasing the amount of protein and fiber that you have at a meal because both of those will help you stay feeling fuller during the day. Make sure you are completely hydrated. The amount of water that you drink will also help you. Now, don't overhydrate. Don't think you're going to be on just the water diet because that's a a topic for a different podcast, but you don't want to overhydrate. So aim for your eight glasses of water like we've talked about before. If you're still starving, maybe you need to lower the amount that you're aiming for. You know, some people say, well, I'm going to cut out a thousand calories in a day. Um, That's going to leave you awfully hungry and give you a chance of malnutrition You realize that if you do a 200 calorie a day deficit for five days, it's equal to a 500 calorie a day deficit for two days. It just slows down your weight loss efforts a little bit, but you'll still be losing weight and you won't be nearly as miserable. As far as the sneaky calories, that's that's the ones that get most of us is that cookie that you pick up as you walk by the counter. Try to keep the foods that will be sneaky calories for you out of the house if you can't keep them out of the house, keep them out of sight. We are designed for our optimal foraging. And what that means is, if you ever watched a nature video, a, a small, an animal will chase a mouse a lot less time than it will chase a rabbit, simply because there's not enough calories in it to make it worth the effort. So if you've got to keep the junk food in the house for the other members of the family, Make it really difficult to get to so that your body says, hey, it's just not worth it to go get those Doritos out from wherever I've gotten them hidden. And also when you go out to eat, if you're short on time and you eat out a lot, when you order your food, order a to-go box, divide your food into smaller portions and put it in the to-go box. If you do some of these things, it will help you to maintain your calorie deficit and help you break your weight loss plateau and make your fitness journey just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.